Are you just a little bit fed up with your life? Are there areas in your life you wish were different? Then it's time to use this fed up feeling to capture the motivation to make change. Welcome to Love Life, featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. It's episode 222, and according to Doreen Virtue's Angel Numbers book, triple two means have faith, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about anything, as this situation is resolving itself beautifully for everybody involved. And so today's episode is about using the feeling of being a bit fed up, or having something that you're a bit anxious about, and letting it go. How we react to everything that happens to us is a choice. Self-ownership of our ability to feel good or bad about something is key to remaining self-empowered in life. To have choices, to be able to decide which way to go or how to feel or what action to take. And yet, when we are anxious or fed up, It's so easy to slip into the victim story, the poor me, the it's not my fault, the I'm stuck and can't get out story. So today's episode is a reminder of the power of your thoughts, the power of positivity and the power of the universe. As we hit these bumps in the road of life, it's helpful to pull on the basic and simple tools that we know work to help us to ease back into joy. So while this tool's an oldie and there's nothing new about it, it's a proven one and one that we all love to hear stories about, the deliberate intent of manifesting. My Love Life Tribe guests today share three different stories of manifesting. One's a skeptic, fed up with the drudgery of all work and no play, and a little bit envious of others' lifestyle. Another's a little bit anxious about money and the family's future after her husband was retrenched. And finally, someone who's hit a fork in the road of life with no clear direction. It's time to hear from the Love Life Tribe. You are going to love my guest today. Get ready to have a laugh with Betty, a true born skeptic who laughed at herself endlessly as she created her first vision board, feeling like she was at a luxury shopping centre with somebody else's black American Express card. For months, she had friends telling her she was crazy, and she even thought she was as she started, one by one, ticking off as achieved the big items on her manifesting board. Haley's getting signs from the universe to support her positive manifestation for another important person in her life. She could easily have moved into anxiety. However, this tool helped her to stay positive and focused. And a side note, if you've somebody in your life struggling in any way, we do have the power to support others. And while we can't interfere in their own journey, the best thing we can do for others is to see them as thriving, holding the energy of positive thriving manifestation for another is the ultimate gift. 
And finally, Rebecca, who really wasn't into goal setting and the 10-step process, decided to use a dream board and manifestation to become clear about what it is she wanted in life. And this happened for her at a time of having really a blank canvas in her life, no clear direction in any area except the one of moving to be near her mother. Hi, I'm Betty. I was at a point in my life where I didn't seem to be getting anywhere. I didn't seem to be able to fulfil any of my goals. And I watched a programme on Oprah. Oprah? That must have been like 20 years ago. Probably about 16. Oh, this show and I I saw there was just a lady on and she was talking about putting this sideboard together. Cheryl Richardson? Anyway, she was talking about when I was going, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> what a load of rubbish. As many and people it, did. Uh, exactly. Anyway, so I thought, well, what have I got to lose? I'll get a piece of plasterboard because I, I paint as well. And I had a piece of plasterboard that I put my paintings on. And I decided to make this board a pin board for things that I wanted in my life. So I thought, oh, what do I really want? And I thought, well, I'd really like to go on a cruise. So I put Mediterranean, I cut a Mediterranean cruise out of a catalogue. I stuck down on the board and I thought, what else do I want? Really? I've never been to Greece. I'd love to go to Greece, the Greek islands. I'd love to go there. So I'll cut a Greek island out. And I cut a Greek island out called Lesbos. Never heard of it in my life. I just cut it out. I've been to the Greek islands. I've never heard of that either. Put it on the board. Yes, there's millions of them. And uh, then I put on uh, a trip around Australia. I thought, I'd always like to do a trip around us. And now I was sort of like laughing to myself, you know, yeah, no, let's do this. Did you feel like you were at this luxury supermarket where you could just pick whatever you wanted and didn't have to pay for it? Chuck it all in the trolley, (laughs) chuck it in the trolley. And then I thought, well, what else do I want? And I thought, well, a caravan. If I'm going around Australia, I need a caravan. So I thought, oh, yeah, a caravan, cut a caravan out I wanted, stuck that on the board. And by this time, there was hardly any space left on the board. And I thought, well, I'd really like a dog. So I, I remember the lady on the, on the Oprah show saying, don't put two dogs on because you'll end up with two dogs. And I didn't want two dogs. I only wanted one dog. Let's stop just there for a tick, Betty, because that's really important what she said, is that the detail in what it is you are giving your focus to subconsciously you absolutely have the potential to manifest. Exactly. And so I've often said when I'm coaching people in love is that, you know, if you want to do the vision board thing and you want to put a photo up of two people in love, make sure that they're both looking really happy and that they're looking at each other. You know, if they're looking away, then you know what? They might be actually just daydreaming about being with someone else. (laughs) You don't want to manifest that in your life. No, not at all. And so, so the detail's important, isn't it? Oh, definitely important. And the detail's important because... I just put a Holden down and I really wanted a Holden cruise and I just ended up getting a Holden. Oh, so interesting. Oh, I, I've jumped forward there a little bit. And then I thought, what do you need to travel around Australia? Well, I need money. So I cut out this, you could win millions, you know, and I cut all around there and I stuck that on the board. And then I ended up having to get another board because I hadn't finished. So I got, uh, what else did I do? Are you still laughing at yourself at this point? I was still laughing. I was going, did you oh, tell yes. anyone you were doing this? Well, I told my daughter-in-law. And I what said, did she say? Did she laugh at you? You're crazy. <laughs> so anyway, what she said to do is meditate on this board or, or, or um, project your thoughts to 
Do you mean like give it your attention, but get excited, like imagine in your soul, in your heart, yeah. you're going, what would it be like to be in the Greek islands? Is that yeah. the kind of thing you that did where you went, thing. what would it feel, feel like? So what it's getting it into like? the feeling, what isn't it? What would it feel like? I'd really like to go. I really wanted to go. And then she said, project that out into the universe. So as I, I was nursing at the time. I was doing a lot of late shifts. And I was really tired, and I'd come home, and I'd get those two boards. I would say, God, you've got to work for me this time. Where's that money? Come on, give that money. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I don't know whether this... I started to get checks through the post. And I was going, oh, what's this? And it was things like income tax that I'd overpaid. Um, people hadn't paid me enough in my job. Um, somebody had died and left me a little, only a small amount of money, but it ended up being about over a thousand and odd dollars. And I went, oh my gosh, you know. And then I, I started to look at other things. And I, you, did you start to believe at that point? I, Was that the point where you went, I, you know, that is a lot of money yeah. that's come unexpectedly. unexpectedly because yeah. it is our mind that says, well, we might ask for money, but. We don't really believe it's going to turn up unexpected. We have limiting beliefs of, well, I can only work this many hours per week. I get paid this much per week. Mm. That's all I can get. Well, but you didn't expect this. No, you didn't expect to overpay your tax. When, we were when, when I was a child, we were always told, never ask, never pray for money. Because it's a sin. It's a sin. Never pray for yeah. money. Accept what you've got. And a lot of spiritual people really struggle with this too because mm. they're meant to do everything for love. Uh, we have to do things because it's our soul's purpose and money is the root of all evils and materialism such a bad thing and it's Absolutely. not good to want to have a, a caravan. It's not good to want to have a particular brand or of car. To want. to want is not a good thing. You're right. To want goods, to want more than Well, we've got. we're here to bust that myth, aren't we? Exactly. You know what? The universe couldn't care less whether you're asking for a million dollars or a Mercedes Benz or a trip exactly. to Greece. There is no difference. The difference is in your own belief about your ability to manifest. When you say you're working hard, lots of people work hard, but when you continue to work hard and maybe you're doing shifts and you don't want to be doing shift work and life is, is bogging you down, is that the point you were at where you kind of felt a little bit, you were kind of losing a little bit of hope? Yeah, of, sort of very negative. You know, getting a bit older mm. and not doing really what your heart desires. And in why the... couldn't I have a holiday like everybody else was having holidays and I was working really hard and I thought, There's, I'm, something I'm not doing right here. You know, I, I need to think about this and, and then that Oprah show popped up. Well, you know, it's interesting because that, that thing of the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same thing and expect different results. <laughs> so what you were saying was I need to be doing something different. It doesn't yeah. really matter what it is. I've got nothing to lose yeah. because I don't want to stay in the current situation because I'm it wasn't in. wasn't working for me. And you did it. And I did it and I'm so happy that I did it. And even now I'll laugh about it. I'll laugh about it to people. I'll laugh about it to my daughter-in-law. Now Betty's talking about laughing to the sceptics of the, the world that roll their eyes and go, oh, you're yeah, just a fruit yeah, loop. Yeah. You know, just... Get in there, do that. Do the vision board. I don't know where else to call it. That's what I call it, the vision board. Yeah, it is a vision board. It's to, it's to give your... The idea behind a vision board is that you want to raise your vibration, your point of attraction. And how you do that is that you 
continue to focus on something that brings you joy, but you have to become into heart, you have to come into heart alignment. So the more that you focus on something, it's getting into the emotion behind what does that feel like? It's not just going, I'd be nice to have a Mercedes, I'd be nice to have a swimming pool, it'd be nice to be able to travel around the world first class. There's no emotion in that in my voice. But if it goes, oh my gosh, to have that experience would make me feel and I look at that picture and it brings me joy and I'm excited that's what we want to get into with a vision board and a vision board helps us do that because it's up on the wall and you're looking at it all the time so it helps you to get into the vibration on a more frequent when things started to happen you know I started to get stuff and money and holidays and stuff my friends would say to me how did you do that I said I asked for it I threw it out to the universe and I said, this is what I really want now. You've got to help me to get this. Okay, well, I want to ask a question, Betty. Did you have any fear around not getting it? No, I never had a fear about not I never Because I never had it anyway. So it didn't matter if I didn't get it. But I wanted it. I wanted, I wanted to see if it worked. You know, I wanted now, to see if the power, the power of, of, I don't know, positivity maybe worked. And it did. That's the interesting thing because so often people will put their request to the universe in but they have the law of attachment with it. You actually didn't have no, that. Didn't you have had it. the law of unattachment. Yeah. The law of unattachment goes hand in hand with the law of attraction or actually the law of vibration. So whatever it is you're vibrating at, it is put your request in but you're going to live a happy life regardless anyway. So you kind yeah. of put it in and you get excited by it and you keep looking at it thinking that would be so cool. But it's like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have been devastated. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't even go into the, yeah. I wouldn't be devastated. It wasn't an expectation it was happening. Yeah. It was a fun thing. It was lighthearted and fun. Yeah. And that is the joy of it. It's when we get heavy with the attachment of the outcome. We become attached to the outcome when we have to have this happen or I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. That's where people's blockage is. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. So what was exciting for you was you started getting these little started. bits of money coming in. And then you started sister, to believe. Yes. My sister, my family live in England, as you can probably tell. And uh, they phoned me up and said, listen, we've just booked into an apartment in Greece for the whole family. So did your family know that you had this Greek holiday on a vision board? Not at all. Not at all. Did you tell anyone? Never told anyone. They think I live in Australia. Why would I want to travel? I've got all the beautiful beaches here, you know. But it was... Were you worried, though, that people would think you were a Fruit Loop? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The people I told thought I have gone quite mad, actually. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I bet after you... Um got your Holden and got your tax well, unexpected money. Day. I got the money first and then the Greek island came in and lo and behold, they booked on Lesbos. You're kidding. That's not a well-known no. island, is it? Because, no. you know, you've got your Mykonos and Eos yeah. and Santorini yeah. and Paros. Exactly. They're the more touristy ones. Yeah. So they've that's, this is specific. I, Listeners, yeah. be aware. Be specific. Yes, uh, that was written on the Greek island was Lesbos. And I was laughing, you know, going, oh, yeah, this is, I'll never get this one. This is never going to happen. Six months later, I was in Lesbos. So did you felt that of everything you put on your vision board, that was the biggest reach? No, the biggest reach was the Mediterranean cruise and the caravan and the trip around Australia. It was all big, Jane. You can't imagine what it was like when 
I was realising all those things, you know, like one after another, it was tumbling. And, and was... so up to that point, your life wasn't full of abundance of fun no, stuff? No. I okay, was... so I think this is important for listeners oh, to understand. Yes. No, I was a hard-working... You were living week to week, week earning to your money week. and... yeah. It, it, and Paying even, your bills yeah. and... Even now, Jane, I don't know where that money came from for all of those things. You really don't? No, I don't know where the money came from. It just manifested. So you ticked everything off I on your vision board? everything off on that vision board, even down to the dog. I've got what a sort of dog, dog did you I've get? I've got a Shih Tzu, a little... Um, I've got a Maltese Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Oh, the gorgeous dog's lovely, but we've got her. And then I've got my... Cousin worked in Holden's and he said to me, I can get you a Holden car, yeah. a special deal. And I, went, I said to my husband, and I went, oh, okay. And then I ended up getting that. You brought up an interesting thing. The how we manifest is what often gets in our way. Yeah. It's like people think, well, if I want to buy a Holden car, let's just do a round figure and I need 10000 or I need 20000 yeah. or whatever it is that we need. But we forget that things can be delivered at different prices, different, yes. ways. different ways. I manifested a fridge yeah. that was three months old. It was the model I wanted when mine was dying yeah. and I selected it, but I knew I didn't have the money for it right then. Yeah. My brother rang up and said, oh, you know how you're looking for a fridge? Well, a guy at work's just got engaged to a girl and they've decided to live together. They've both got new fridges, so he's selling one for half price. So I got my brand new fridge, three months old, still under warranty, for half price. We need to get out of the way of the how is so important. So, Betty, i got to ask, what's on the vision board now? Well, I've just taken it all off, Jane, about a couple of months ago. But what I've put on the vision board now is... I want to move house, and as I was saying to you the other day, I've just found I'm going to move house. I don't. Know you want to downsize. You're moving from the bigger family, bigger home, family home to something to that's your home for, you know, for the rest, really, the rest, the rest of your of life. life. Yeah. Yep. So that's on and low well, maintenance and all that. The, on that board now, I'm going on another cruise. I'm going to go back to the Mediterranean, and I'm going to have that first and foremost on my list. Do you know what, guys? Those of you listening, our gorgeous Love Life tribe. Betty is clearly a queen of manifesto. I'm going to be working with her to say, can you put on there a Love Life logo and that the Love Life tribe get to manifest their vision boards? I think we need her behind our turbo dreams of what it is we oh, want to achieve. Everybody should try a vision board. Everybody. People will laugh at you and they'll pull your leg and they'll think you're absolutely nuts. But give the vision board a go because it's definitely worked for me. And I am shocked at how well it's worked, really. Hi, I'm Hayley from South Australia. So my manifesting story um, is around my husband being made redundant from his job. Uh, so that happened at Christmas time. We'd been on holidays for a couple of weeks, had a fabulous time. He went back to work uh, and then turned up at our holiday spot all of a sudden announcing that he had been made redundant. Um, now, he was the main breadwinner of our family. Uh, I was only working part-time at the time because we had a young family. Uh, so you can imagine it was quite a freak out to realise that we would have no income. I think that would be super, super scary. It was. It was really, really scary. And um, I had to hold myself together and be strong for him and not, uh, I suppose, put my anxiety onto him because he was already anxious about, you know, being the main breadwinner and now not having a job. That's not easy to do, is it, to not project your own feelings 
of, you know, it's not fair, you've put me in this situation, I'm scared. You know, did you find that a challenge? Uh, it was really strange because had you told me I would have, was going to be in that situation, I think I would have thought that I wouldn't have been able to um, to do that. But a weird thing happened and I just switched into this mode where I knew I had to be strong for him um, and that we were in this together and that somehow if I was positive and we were positive and we maintained that together, that we would get through it. Um, and I guess that's where the, the manifesting came into it. I often... Uh, when I'm in challenging situations or um, feeling anxious anxious about things, um, I think of my nana who passed away. And I always see her as a bit of an angel. And uh, as a result of that, I've always seen, you know, feathers as a bit of a sign of her being around the place. And they always seem to turn up uh, just to give me a little reminder from time to time that everything is on track uh, when I am feeling a bit anxious. So... Um, yeah, that, that's what I look for. So when you see a feather, you know that it's a clear sign that all is okay, that your grandma's there, she's got your back, and things are happening as they're meant to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always think. And, of course, there's always the skeptic, skeptic in the back of my mind that goes, oh, that's just a coincidence. But, yeah, some really bizarre things happened with uh, when, when James got made redundant, and that really did just make me go, wow this is actually quite amazing uh, and even he was quite blown away by All right, that. I have to ask, what happened? Yeah, so I had been seeing Feathers a bit um, because he'd been redundant for a couple of weeks um, but I went for a walk on a particular day and James had applied already for two jobs um, which weren't his rock star jobs but they were um, good enough that if he got them, you know, we would be okay. Um, but there was another job that he really, really, really wanted that he was going for an interview for uh, on that particular day. So I went for a walk and was just sort of walking along and I was sort of thinking about, you know, what's going to happen and all of that kind of stuff. I wasn't thinking about the feathers at all. Um, and then I just happened to look down at my feet and there were two feathers sitting on the footpath in front of me in a very... I don't know, I want to say unnatural position because they were there naturally, but they were perfectly lined up almost exactly where my feet had stopped. One in front of my left foot, one in front of my right, and they looked identical, like they were almost the same feather. So I bent down and picked them up because I just it freaked me out. I just went, wow, that's quite amazing. Two feathers. And I've actually seen a photo of these that you sent to me at yeah. the time of this happening. And actually, perhaps if you've still got the photo, we might pop that up in the Love Life tribe <laughs> for people to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were really long feathers. These weren't yep. just little tiny feathers that we kind of see often. Yep. They were really significant yep. big bird feathers, weren't they? It kind of made me go, oh, okay, Nana's here or, yep, there's, okay, that's great, made me feel good. Again, you always kind of dismiss it a bit and just go, oh, yeah, you know, that's just really nice that I've seen that. And so I kept on walking. I actually picked the feathers up. I took them with me because I was going to show James when I got back from my walk. And then walking probably for about another 20 minutes and then, I kid you not, <laughs> I looked in front of me and there was the most giant feather I have ever seen in my entire life. I still don't know what kind of bird it came from. Like it looked like a pelican feather. Like wow. that's actually what it looked like. And I just stood there and looked at it and just went, "No way. That is just insane." So I picked that feather up and I just started laughing to myself. I just thought this can't be real. This is crazy. And then walking home holding the feathers and I was thinking about it and I thought he's going to get all three jobs. 
I thought the two feathers that were at my feet were the two jobs that he he, he went for. They're not the rock star ones. And then the universe has given me the one big feather that has said he is going to get that one. He's going to get that one he really wants. And, yeah, when I got home, I walked in the door um, and I was just sort of laughing a bit and I just said, you will not believe like what's just happened to me on my walk. And I said, you're going to get all three of those jobs. And, um, of course, he laughed along with me and said, you know, that that's quite amazing. Oh, my God, that is a freak of a feather. And, anyway, we just sort of thought, well, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, the next day he got three phone calls and he got all three jobs. And so, he took the rock star job, and he no took doubt. One. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, it was just uncanny and quite amazing. And, yeah, I'll never forget that. It's a wonderful way that the universe can reassure you and remind you of the power of positivity. Because right at the beginning you said you knew that you both had to remain positive. And that was the commitment that you made. And it's just so validating when the universe can communicate with us that everything's okay, particularly when we're in those anxious moments. Hi, I'm Rebecca from Canada. I've heard a lot of people, and particularly my sister was one as well, that kept talking about dream boards and working and having goals and all that sort of business. And the goals, the word goals just never worked for me because I think there was this part of me that kind of went, but what if you fail? Uh, And it was all these steps and things like that. And it just seemed too hard. It just didn't flow for me. Um, But one day I relented and I went, right, I'm going to do this dream board thing. And I, I created... Um, several dream boards that sat behind my desk. And they were just things like happy family, career options. Um, really, it was kind of random and it was a picture of a house, like a self-sustaining house that I quite liked. And I put pictures of veggie patches because I wanted something that was more self-sustaining and things like that. And it was kind of all over the place. Um, and that that's basically where I started, just putting those vision boards up at what led you to do that? Were you a little bit fed up with your life? Oh, yeah, I was actually. Like my husband and I, we both left jobs in Canberra to move to Gunnedark to be closer to my parents. And it was the timing that we looked at each other. We just went, your career is kind of stuck and my career is stuck. And we weren't particularly happy with our careers, but we were, were focused on the children because they were very little. And we went, if we move to Gunnedah, my parents are there, let's do that. And then we got there and went, now what do we do? Uh, and I think that's where it all started. You're kind of going, I, I feel like I'm making this move towards something because the children had changed the focus of our lives. But I didn't know where I was going or what that's going to look like. Um, and I suppose that's where I sat down and went, well, let's just, I cut pictures out of magazines. And I went, well, I like that one and I like that one. <laughs> so it's, it was just so random and very surface, I suppose you could say. And then what happened? Well, it was funny. Look, I had these dream boards up for probably a good six months. And you know, I'd look at them and go, yeah, that's nice. But I didn't really – I didn't focus on them a lot. Like I wouldn't sit there and stare at them. But they were there. They were always there. And then if you fast forward six months down the track, I started studying again. And I started studying early childhood, which if you asked me 10 years before would I ever do, I would say, God, no. Um, so I was like, okay, going down this career path that I'd never done before. And Simon and I had started looking at our diets a lot better. We were doing things like juicing. We were eating more naturally. And, again, it wasn't something that I felt like I had to force. It was just – it just started happening. It came up in our conversations. Um, 
my son was having a few problems, and so we start. We went and took him to a naturopath, and then um, end, end up seeing a kinesiologist about some things that were going on with him. And so that the happy children started happening because he had some issues that we sorted out. I was on a different career path. We were eating healthy, and it, it was all these things that that were all on my board. And I looked at it, and went, "Oh my god, they're all things that I put on my board, and not that I." wrote about them every day or I journaled about them. They were just little things that happened. There were certainly things on the board that, like the beautiful um, self-sustaining house, that hasn't happened yet, but that's, you know, quite a lot bigger. (laughs) But little things like that started happening. I'm going, oh, maybe there's something in this manifestation and I'd only done a little bit on it. So I know now, like I've redone my dream board since then and – they're, they're different goals. They're still like the, the happy, happy children. Actually, it's more changed to peaceful children and peaceful life. Uh, you know, that's sort of grown as well in, in my understanding of it. So, yeah, they're, they're different things on there now, but still some of those big things like the self-sustaining house. And I'm sure that you will get it. It's incredible how people manifest things way beyond what they think they physically can. It's interesting that... You know, at the point that you put your board together, you really didn't have direction in many areas of your life. You had one commitment, which was to get closer to your mum, and that was really it. So, you know, it really doesn't matter whether this is the universe delivering it, whether it's our subconscious delivering it, whether it gives conscious awareness to us being able to have greater clarity about what is it that's important to me now you know whether you've chosen through this time and this process of doing a dream board to really think deeper about what it is you want because we get so busy going about our everyday lives that we often don't stop and do a check-in on where am I at now where do I want to be what is it I want to feel what do I want to achieve it doesn't matter how it works it's just a really cool thing that it does work Yeah, and I I think the important lesson for me is not to push things that you think you should be doing, like you should have this type of job or you should live this way or you you should have this type of family. It's just letting it go and allowing things just to happen naturally and if they pop up, you kind of go, all right, I will run with this and give this a go and see how it progresses. So um, I had to to do a Cert 3 for what I was doing with my kids at one point and I went, all right, well, I have to do this. I'm almost I'm this close to fi- finishing my bachelor and I in early childhood, which means I can teach. And I never thought – and actually I'm, I'm doing preschool teaching at the moment. I never, ever thought I could do this because being a mum of little children and working and studying, but it just – I let it go, and it happened. Well, congratulations. And Abraham Hicks, you know, the masters the, uh, that Esther Hicks channels the collective consciousness known as Abraham, and they really are the, the kings or queens of the law of vibration and law of attraction. They will always say, are you pushing your boat uphill, and is it hard work, or are you going to turn it around and let it be effortless and easy going downstream? And yes. that's what you've done. You've, you've got rid of that word should. I think that word should be taken out of the vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Dream boards, vision boards, whatever. There's also, you know, I've done books, vision books. They're yep. very effective and I've put them into different categories of different areas of my life. And it, once you surrender to putting your desire out there, the only thing I'd say about not letting it go is when you feel that trigger of excitement, 
when something happens, like for example, you said it became effortless for you to start having a conversation with your husband about eating cleaner and juicing. Mm. And that gave you a trigger, that little feeling in your tummy or your, you know, your heart, that your chest that says, oh, that feels exciting. The bubbles of excitement happen. It's effortless and easy to go, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, look at it. You still come up with things that I go, right, I've got to push, like, you know, particularly with studying nights that you don't want to. And you've got to push through those things and keep the focus in mind. So I wouldn't say that it's, it's always smooth sailing. <laughs> But it's easier to get back onto that journey. Do you find, though, that having the, the picture up on your dream board of there's my degree or having the picture of you and a group of, of young children that you're teaching, that's the end goal. So that gets you then into the joy, which helps you to push through that night that you can't be bothered opening the books. Oh, yeah. Look, you see... Um, how far I've come with where I started and I go, well, look, I've, I've worked so hard to get to this point and I can see the rewards are starting to come. Like like this, what we're doing right now is a prime example. Now that I'm teaching, I get school holidays and I'm here with my family enjoying, which I couldn't do before. You also bring up a great, boi- a great point, Beck, where you said, you know, I looked at how far I've come. Yeah. And I think that so often we're always moving forward that we don't stop to look at what we have achieved in our past. And when mm. we stop to look back and think, well, I've done all of that, it helps us to believe or remind us of our ability to be able to do so much moving yeah. forward if we choose. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And look, you know, it's, it's the looking back and I think, that, again, being grateful for, for the path, for the journey, but not looking back and getting stuck where you were as well because I think that, that can be tricky sometimes too um, and getting focused too much on the past or where some where sometimes you might have failed or sometimes you might have had a bad experience and go, well, because I know that's what was me. I wasn't a very good studier at school. I, I Academically, I did not do very well. Uh, so for a long time I didn't want to study because I had bad experiences in the past. Um, but changing the focus and looking at the other benefits that I have for me and my children, my family, and going back into study, it's a whole, whole different um, feeling for me this time around. So, you know, it could have gone another way if I didn't have, um, if I had a different attitude about it. So looking back in the past is only really beneficial when you're looking back at your successes, at the positive in, yeah, or- in the in the mo- in wanting to gain the motivation in that moment to keep moving towards what it is that you're desiring. Yeah, uh, yeah, and look, uh, um, you can certainly look at the bad stuff and and learn something from it. Uh, but yeah, but you wouldn't want to do it in your scenario of looking back at the past and going, "Well, actually, study is hard for me. I didn't do well as a student. That's not mm. going to serve you moving forward." Going, I want to get this degree. No, no. So we have to be disciplined in our mindset and continue to sink into the heart and feel the excitement of what it is that we're striving towards. Yeah. But as I said, look, I I never thought 10 years ago that I would be going down this path um, because I was pushing for other things. I was pushing for... because I was in Canberra and I was pushing for the big public service job that you stay in for 10 years, you've got your security and blah, 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 all that sort of business, and that's what I pushed for for a really long time, Um, whereas this just 
happened. It just flowed and I didn't push for it. It just things fell into my lap, which was really unusual for me. Um, and it was after I put those dream boards up. And it was, I think it was just that sort of subliminal message that was always there in front of me. And I said, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. I just did it and I put them there, but they were there in front of me every day. And as I said, so subtle um, manifestation, but it worked. And so now I'm really excited about what potential things could happen if I really focus on what I want and put different tools in to manifest, like do more journaling or um, do bigger, better dream boards or I don't know, like I'm really excited about what the next step will be for me. Lovely. Well, I'd love to invite you because after this podcast, uh, I'm going to get a group together, anybody that would like to join us in the Love Life Tribe, and we're going to do a joint vision board. So we'll do our own vision boards, but we're going to be in a group sharing and encouraging each other. And we will no doubt be inspired by what other people are placing on vision boards, thinking, actually, I'd like that too. I never thought of yeah. that. That would be great. And we'll encourage each other with uh, the stories of as we tick off our manifesting boards, how we're going. So I hope you'll join us in the tribe for that too. Yeah, that'd be good. If you have never tried a vision board, dream board or manifestation book, or if you have and it's time to update yours, then please join us in the Love Life Tribe private group where we will support and share stories of our manifesting visions and achievements. So to join us, head to facebook.com forward slash love life show and click the request to join the private group button. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then please share this episode with your friends or give us a five-star rating on iTunes or make a donation to support the production costs by heading to lovelifeshow.com. And until next week, give precise focus to what your heart desires. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.